0: troubled, painful, sick, heartbroken world, the more we want to go home. We knew before COVID we was not of this world, and we certainly know it now. The more that we see happening every day, politically, physically, in the realm of demons and every other realm, we realize we don't belong here. Truly our home is of another world. We certainly bring you greetings tonight from a pretty much empty church, but um, it's just empty as far as what we're able to see. The Bible tells us that when there's two or three gathered together, he's here. So we know he's here and the angels of God are here with us. And I certainly wish that everybody could be here and stream with us, but I felt like this would be better for us to have a meeting like this and then to have nothing at all with so many that are sick and i know that most of you are aware that we have um, several in the church that are sick with various things some with covid some with flu some with upper respiratory this bug that bug another bug but we know that our lord's got power over all the bugs that there are all the infections and viruses and so on and uh, this too will pass and we want to be a stronger people when it does. I'd like to read to you again tonight from Nehemiah chapter six. I think this book, even though it was written so many, many years ago in a total different setting, of course, than what we have today, but there's such a parallel about some of these things that we're seeing in this that it's, I find it overwhelming uh, because God's word, we know that it never fails. Some of it's seasonal, of course, And some of it God has to, he uses it, and he used it in one time, and then he'll turn around and use it another time. And I believe this of Nehemiah is very fitting for where where we are. Nehemiah chapter 6, we'd like to begin reading verse 16. And it came to pass that when all of our enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen that were round about us saw these things, they were much cast down, in their own eyes for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Don't you love it when God does that? Let's read that again. And it came to pass that when all our enemies, all our enemies. Can your brother say it with me? And sister, all our enemies. All our enemies heard thereof and all The heathen, I want you to notice now that the writer of Nehemiah puts it in two categories. All of our enemies and the heathen that were about us saw these things. They were much cast down in their own eyes for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. But now listen what Satan does. Moreover, in those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters unto Tobiah, and the letters of Tobiah came unto them. Now here many of the enemy and the heathen are testifying that this work that they are doing is of God, but they got people in their own ranks from the very tribe of Judah that are joining up with Nehemiah's enemy. I'll tell you one thing, There's not a whole lot that I know and I'm big enough to acknowledge that. But there's one thing I do want to know. I want to be against God's enemies and I want God's friends to be mine. Now you may think that's very, very simple, but it's amazing how many people get caught on the wrong side of friendships and enemies. For there were many in Judah sworn Unto him, Tobiah, a troublemaking lying devil and some of the chosen. This is the royal tribe of Judah. And yet they were sworn. They weren't just buddies and pals. They had made a sworn allegiance to this man. Because, uh uh-oh, here we go. He was the son in law of Shechaniah, the son of Era, And his son Johanan had taken the daughter of Meshulam, the son of Bacharai. So you see, it's not just always who you are, it's sometimes who you marry and what family you're in. Notice in verse 19. Also, they reported his good deeds before me and uttered my words to him. And Tobiah sent letters to me, uh uh-oh, to put me in fear. Let's bow our heads together. Lord Jesus, how we love you tonight. We thank you for your word. I pray, Father, that you just speak to us. Lord, even though this was written several thousand years ago. May we see how true that these things can be today in our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus we ask, amen. God bless you. You may be seated, brothers. Thank you. I realize that our enemies today are not Tobiah, Sanbalat, Gashem, and some of the same enemies that Nehemiah faced in that day, but yet, in one sense, the word they are the same enemies because the enemies that they were inspiring in that day were men of that name. But in reality, those enemies were demons, and today we don't call our name Geshem. We don't call it Sanballat or Tobiah. We may call our enemy, one of them, COVID. We may call another upper respiratory. We may call another in fever. We may call another temper. We may call another one lust or whatever it is. But yet, it's the same parallel that I see of what went on in that day. That whenever their enemies began to see and hear the great work that was going on, they couldn't stand it. They tried everything in their power to try to stop them. And whenever they tried one thing and it failed, they tried another and it failed, they tried another and it failed, but now they've got an inroad from a person that is closely associated inside what we would call the message of that day. Now it's amazing we say the saying and it's been around actually for thousands of years. I got to looking at it this week and it actually goes back to some of this time frame right here that blood is sicker than water. So if you thought that was an American saying, you need to catch up. It actually went back prior to this time right here. So we find that the enemy has an inroad in the way that he feels like will be able to stop Nehemiah once and for all. But yet, I find it amazing that no matter how many times we knock the devil down, And you've seen it as I have that we will testify of what the Lord God has done in our lives. And my, we want to just turn in a little testimony and I'm sure it's happened with you as it has with me. You turn it in on Wednesday night and lo and behold on Thursday, the very thing you testified about, the devil is there to make you look like a bald-faced liar. Because you thank God for giving you some good days. You thank God for moving for you in such a phenomenal way. And the very next day or two, don't you know that devil is there to make you look like a liar. And in order to intimidate you to where you won't testify again of what God has done. But let me just remind you tonight, that shows you how scared he is of your positive testimony. So if you testify tonight and the devil and all hell breaks loose around your testimony tomorrow, you keep testifying of the same thing tomorrow night and Friday and Saturday until the weekend because just know the devil don't like you testifying positive things about what your God is doing. Now it's amazing that year they had defeated the enemy over and over again. But does he give up? No. And that's one thing we know about the devil. I'm telling you what, he's the most faithful person that I know in my life. He's everywhere I go. I've been around the world. I've not seen him on the plane. I've not seen him on the train or the bus when I got there. But somehow no matter where I go, he's there. Brother Darrell, is he there where you go? All the rest of you saints of God know it's a same thing. I beat the time out of that sorry outfit. I've kicked him in the teeth. I've pulled his ears off. I've pulled every hair out of his head if he had hair. I've kicked him. I've stonked him. I've wrestled him. I've absolutely knocked every tooth out of his head. And you know what he does? He goes to the orthodontist and get dentures in and uses all types of epoxy type of poly grip, And he's right back the next day. I knock him down. He's right back. I knock him down. He's right back. But the difference is going to be, I can look at the back of the book and realize that our Lord Jesus has already told us that we are more than conquerors, and we are not just going to win every now and then, but we are going to win these things, and we are the winners at the end time. And the devil is absolutely going to be annihilated and destroyed. Somebody say amen. Amen. But we do recognize and acknowledge that there's something about him. We knock him down and he gets right back up. But that's perfectly fine. I'm glad we have that type of an enemy because it gives our God more ability to display the fullness of his power. Me and Carol was laying in the bed one night this week and I told her, I said, you know, it's amazing the love of God and our love. I said, if it was left up to me, I would rob God of so many uh circumstances by which he could display his power. I said looking at our family, I wouldn't hardly let nothing ever major happen to my daughters. I wouldn't hardly let nothing ever major happen to my son-in-laws or my granddaughters or my brother, my wife, my nephew, his wife. I wouldn't hardly let nothing ever major strike Happy Valley. I just keep all the good things around you all and keep all the major things back. Why? Because that's my human love in to what I think is divine love but what does God do? God looks at it and said, no, I'm gonna let hard times come your way. I'm gonna let difficult times come your way because it will allow me to manifest myself through your sickness and the devil will make a charge against you. I'm gonna kill you but as I heard a song today, it said, devil, you didn't do enough background search because you ought to know that I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more, hallelujah, the devil didn't do it. Hey, look, we didn't just get saved yesterday. We fought a lot of battles. We've been through a lot of things together, Brother Louis, and we're gonna keep on going through them together by the grace of God. And we're not gonna barely survive by the skin of our teeth. I'm not saved by the skin of my teeth. I'm saved by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. His blood is greater than ever devil out of hell, every sickness out of hell, every affliction. Our God is greater, and not only that, but the church of the living God is greater than every opposition. It's greater than every test. It has withstood the fire. It has withstood persecution. It has withstood tribulation. And it will withstand COVID. It will withstand everything that hell empties out and will be hallelujah. We'll be like Brother Gene was when he would sit there with his little cripple hand and before he passed, he told me, Brother Donnie, the devil done this and the devil done that and I told him, Devil. Is that the best you've got? Is that the best you've got? Well, we say the same thing tonight. Satan, is this the best you've got? Go ahead and bring out your big guns, because when you do, our God will bring his out as well. Hallelujah. Oh, what kind of people could this have been? Notice this, that Nehemiah says here in verse 16, and it came to pass when all our enemies heard thereof. Now, remember they were dealing with the Samaritans, the Ammonites, the Ashdodites, the Arabians, and then they had all the heathens on top of that round about. And when all the enemies heard what had happened, they had to admit, well, there's one thing you gotta say, they're ignorant and they're unlearned, but they have been with Jesus. Well, I don't know how this happened. Now remember one of the marvels of what they're marveling is that this wall was done in 52 days which even the heathen had to look at it and say this is an absolute phenomenal miracle there's no way this wall being miles around in circumference part of it plumbed down to the ground part of it two three foot high and the gates was all gone the bars was all gone and they had to look at it with their own eyes and say there's no way this can ever be done and now they're standing at the end of it and say how was this ever done oh so the devil devil made them old boys be anointed to go and lie against them and now God turns it right around and says testify. Testify of what I've done. Go ahead and say it. I never thought it could ever happen but it did. Go ahead devil, go ahead and say it. Oh God loves for his children to testify but he loves to make that old devil testify. He loves smoking his heart. This work was raw of our God. Now they didn't even believe in God right. But God even made them testify. Oh, praise the Lord. When such a great work was accomplished with a handful, as we look at really, of people that had the capability of building walls and we looked at it before, they were silversmiths, they were goldsmiths, they were farmers. They were said that, that they were not masonry people and God supernaturally used them to do it. And then look, whatever God says is gonna happen, it will happen. I find this amazing. Let us look, if you would, in the book of Daniel chapter 9. Daniel had prophesied of this particular time and season. Now remember, Daniel was carried uh, into the Babylonian captivity, and he got down there and he began reading about the prophecy of Jeremiah. And he found out that they was gonna be held there for 70 years. So Daniel began to pray and seek the Lord and say, God, is it about time for this deliverance according to the word of Jeremiah, it's gonna be. Now, no doubt the people in that day thought they were crazy because they were reading quotes from a prophet. So, they would have his quotes wrote down, and they would gather in meetings, and they might have posted them quotes upon a screen if they'd had a projector and a screen. And the other people would say, Can you imagine? I heard them people go to church, and they project that man's words upon that screen, and they read them words, and they act like they really believe them. We're not acting, we really do. Amen. So they would have discussed these words and maybe they found a quote of Jeremiah here and then the one would find a quote there and they would share those quotes but there were more than quotes to those people. It was the word of the Lord. Notice now Daniel began to pray, and of course you know it was Gabriel that was sent to Daniel. Now watch prophetic terminology, and this is one reason why people misunderstand a prophet and his words and the way that he speaks. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem unto the prince shall be seven weeks and three days. And two weeks, and the street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. Now, why don't God just come right out and say it plain? Prophetic language is not always plain. Notice this that God said through the lips of Daniel. Now, I never said this to Jeremiah, but to Daniel from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah shall be seven weeks, seven weeks, then threescore and two weeks. The street shall be built again on the wall even in troublesome times. Now The Hebrew word here that is actually used for weeks is the word Shabuah, and it means literally sevens. S-E-V-E-N-S so let's say it like this in the way the Hebrew would say it from the going forth of the commandment to, build, to be able to rebuild Jerusalem and unto the Messiah the Prince shall be seven sevens and three score and two sevens so we're not looking at what we would say a seven day week but it would be a week but it would be classified as seven years not seven days. Now this is a prophetic week. So there will be, but it's broke up in three. So the Jews also use this as a sabbath of years or seven years. And this amounts to the Daniel's 70 weeks. And yet God broke it up in three intervals. So there will be one interval that will be seven sevens and then 62 sevens and another seven. So it will be year seven sevens forty-nine and the 62, 483, and then it will come right on down to add up, and the prince will be cut off in the midst of the last week. So the three periods then are the seven weeks, which is 49 years, the 62, which is 483, and then the one is seven. Now what you notice is Artaxerxes Logomanimus, this is the guy's name, issued on March the 5th, 444 BC, on that occasion, Artaxerxes granted the Jews permission to rebuild Jerusalem's city walls. I'm not sure if he had any intention of doing that or not. It didn't really matter. It was time. So whether the Republicans, or whether the Democrats, or the Independents, whether they plan on doing this or that or the other, it don't really matter if it's in God's program. They'll do what they're supposed to do. Now, whether Russia is planning on doing this or that, Iran's wanting to absolutely blow Israel. Come off the map, you probably saw that they had some games a week or two ago, and they built up a, a sample of the, the nuclear complex in, in Israel, and they sent missiles over there, and they bombed this, and they made a big video, of course, centered around the world, cause they want Israel to know what their plans are. Now, they are they have it already planned out of what they're gonna do. They're going to annihilate Israel. They can annihilate the moon easier because God has brought them back and they will not, absolutely will not be destroyed and whenever the battle is set, the Lord Jesus will actually come and fight for them. So look how God is able to manipulate. Now under the the written uh, uh, law of this Artaxerxes that he set forth part of the initial burst of the release of the word of God. And yet hell couldn't stop it. This man might not have even liked the Jews. It didn't really matter whether they did or not. He was the one that God chose to do it. I love it when God does it that way, don't you? But yet God did not do it all under him. So under Cyrus, part of this restoration was going on, under this man, part of it was going on. And you know, I find the same way that God says sometimes the divine healing. Brother Ben made a statement that God heals by love, God heals by music, God heals by surgery, God heals by doctors, God does all of that. Why in the world people have such a hard time fighting back and forth between that if we just accept, and he said the bottom line of it is, God heals, God heals. God loves to heal and God was now moving so Artaxerxes granted the Jews permission to rebuild Jerusalem and the city's walls. Now from that time of the commandment going forth to restore the build Jerusalem, notice in Nehemiah 617. So God now allowed this to come up and during that allotment of time, And whenever God goes up in that dispensation of 49 years, then God will bring that 49 years. It's a prophetic time clock, so God brings that 49 years right up to the seven sevens, 48, 49, and the prophetic time clock stops. Then God will resume it again, the 483, the 62 weeks, and the clock will start tick, 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 tick. The next allotment of time goes right up until where the prophet places it when our Lord was baptized. Then he has three and a half years of his ministry so the clock went all of those years and the hand never moved at all. All of those years, after the 49 years, it was not an allotment of time. All of this is why people look at it and say, well, Daniel was a false prophet. No, Daniel wasn't a false prophet, people just don't understand it. It's the same way with some of the things in the message of the hour as well. Because they try to take their old pea brain mind and try to figure out prophetic talk. Well, you can't do it, you gotta be a prophetic class to understand it. And yet God allowed that time to go on. So when it comes into the prince of 483 years, and then we come to the three and a half years, the way the prophet laid it out for us, that the three and a half was fulfilled, and the prince would be cut off, but not for himself. And he would cause a sacrifice, and oblation to end in the midst of the week. Now notice, God was the one who stopped it. Then the Lord Jesus, He dies on the cross, raises from the dead. What happens to the the hands on the prophetic clock, Brother Darrell? They stop. Think of it; they have not moved since. 2,000 years has passed, and yet that particular prophecy has still not kicked in line. Now, others have. Others have come to pass, the ones in Isaiah and Jeremiah and Hosea, different ones where God said he would gather them together. The gathering together does not fit in this particular part of prophecy. But when God gathers them together and the bride goes up and the devil comes down, then what will happen? tick, tick. Nobody can move them hands. We could pray, we could fast, we could do everything in the world we know how to do and we'll never be able to move them hands of prophecy while they're a link to God's great time schedule. It's the same thing with the rapture. It's the same thing with you and I wanting deliverance about this or that or the other. And sure we pray, sure we confess, sure we believe, but if God's got a timeline on your miracle, I don't care what you got to do, brother, you'll never make it happen, not a minute sooner. Amen. Notice, so here in this time frame, we have people that are not Ammonites, people that are not Ashdodites, but people that are the royal tribe of Judah. Look in verse 17. Moreover, in those days, the nobles... Of Judah. Now, we're not talking about the offscouring of Judah. We're not talking about the drunks of Judah, prostitutes and whores and all you know, and liars and all that sort of thing. But some of the big people of Judah. It seems almost incredible that a real Jew would secretly cooperate with the enemy, let alone Jews who were of the noble tribe of Judah. Judah was the king tribe. Judah was the one that is going to bring forth the Messiah, and this is their heritage. And yet they are friends with the enemy. They had, a, uh, their tribe had a stake in the entire future of Jerusalem. This is in their domain of their country where God gave them. And yet they have friendship with the devil. Oh my, the city of David, which was of the tribe of Judah. Out of there, God said, I will raise up a governor which shall rule my people. And they were resisting the Lord By disobeying his word and jeopardizing the whole plan of God, looking at it in the natural sense, because of them being identified with the wrong friends. Now, is there anything wrong with us having friends of the people of the world? Of course not. We ought to be friendly with everybody. Be nice to people. This is the only smile they'll get, some of them. Be as nice to them as you can. My, I don't think we ought to be mean to anybody myself. I don't think we ought to treat people rude. I don't think we ought to be nasty with them. Do you? No, not as Christians. I just don't believe that. I think we ought to be nice to people. But yet at the same time, we should not compromise our heritage of who we are in order to make friendship with the world and Be able to give up what we are as the people of God. So they become traitors now. These nobles, these great people. Now remember, it's these type of people, of course, that always have influence on people that look up to them. So who knows exactly what Tobiah had said. You know, maybe it was something. Boys, I'll tell you one thing. If I get in there, then I'll make you all, you know, kind of this and that and the other with me. And what they had done, they had shared Nehemiah's letters. Now they were part of the message. Believers, I mean, they were part of the message of that day. So they had some insight to things that went on, you know. They had some insight to things like that. Brother, let me tell you one thing, that's the worst enemy that we've got right now. I want you to notice the Jews and the Romans. They hated each other. They absolutely despised each other. But once they both shared a common enemy, they could work together in a way that they never deemed possible. And after that enemy, the Lord Jesus was killed, they went right back to hating one another again until the church got the Holy Ghost and then they got together again. Isn't it amazing that as long as they didn't have a common enemy, they were enemies themselves. They hated one another. Don't you understand that the denominational prostitutes joined up with those who were former believers are some of our greatest enemies? Why wow, they have one common enemy, which is you. Amen. Isn't it amazing? Some of these former message folks, how come they don't make videos against the Catholic Church and save kill millions of people down through time? Can anybody point me? Anybody? Anybody around the world point me to any quote or any God called Holy Ghost filled preacher in this message that teaches anybody how to kill? Point me to anybody that teaches or allows us to molest our children or do things that's unclean or ungodly. Well, come on, don't get quiet on me. But yet, what do they do? They hate this word so bad. They hate this message so bad. They will take up with the denominations and stand against us. Well, that don't speak very well for you since God called that old thing a whore and called her daughters prostitutes. So you're gonna be found, you're gonna be known by your friends and also by your enemies. Well, I said it last Wednesday night and I'm gonna say it again tonight. I'm glad that my enemies are the prophet's enemies. I'm glad that my enemies are the enemies of the servants of God. I'd hate to know tonight that I have for some of my best friends, men that hate Tim Pruitt, men that hate Ron Spencer, men that hate William Branham, and they're my best buddy chum. I need to go to the doctor quick because I got something bad going on up here. Come on, saints. It's not just all that I'm known by my friends. You are, but you're also known by your enemies. How could them Jews do such a thing? But you know it's amazing that the bonds of human connection sometimes are stronger than divine, than divine inspiration and divine connection, which goes beyond humanity, but is divine affection. And what this man, well, he married my daughter. Well, he's my great uncle by marriage, and he's this by this. Did Judah forget they were married to Jehovah? Oh my, but now Tobiah, he's part of the family. Man, yes sir, by marriage, part of the family. And his boy married a girl which was also a Jew and she was also from another fine lineage of a royal family in Judah. So now the men of Judah, They are willing to take an enemy of the truth, an enemy of what the Lord God, this is the agenda of God. Remember, this is what logos means. The logos is the concept or the ideology of God for the day. It's the mandate for the day. The mandate for the day in Jerusalem was build the house of God, and then build the walls, and build the streets, and what kind of time, Brother Dale, did Daniel say they would be built in troublesome times? oh my, let's look at us as the house of God, as the family of God. The family of God is being built in trouble sometimes. The house of God is being completed in trouble sometimes. Our family's being instilled and instructed by the word of God. And what kind of times? The worst times we've ever known in our lives. Is this the truth? We've had the hardest time, my, fighting everything in the world coming and going, and yet it's the greatest time that ever was. Why are we a Part of it is the mandate of God for this hour. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What a shame to be a friend with a sworn enemy of Nehemiah. Oh my goodness. I feel so sorry for some of these poor blind message people that are friends with sworn enemies against the ministry. You ain't gonna hold me down by being quiet. Right. You might as well say amen, Brother Lee, ouch, one. Wouldn't it be a terrible thing to be caught on the side of the enemy when the rapture comes and you're in the enemy's lines and you're playing a spy for the enemy the day the rapture takes place, guess where you're gonna be identified with the enemy with the enemy. Oh Lord, let me be shot at. Let me be called everything in the world. Let me be treated lower than a hound dog. My goodness, whatever it takes, let me be identified with Jesus. Let me be identified with godly people around this message who believe the apostolic doctrine that has been restored to us by Malachi 4. Let me be identified with them then whenever the Lord Jesus calls us away, I won't be caught behind the enemy lines packing a letter. That's right. Good brother. That's right. Oh, my. Verse 18, for there were many in Judah sworn unto him. Oh, because he was the son-in-law of Shekaniah, the son of Orah, and his son, Johanan, were taken the daughter of Meshua, the son of Bacariah. Wow, I guess he's a big shot. Oh yeah. So he's got two connections now. Now notice what they did, they take this connection. What's, What's the bottom line? It's to discourage Nehemiah and the builders. The whole thing. Notice in verse 19. And also they reported his good deeds before me. Wow. So reckon why they're doing that. Well, the Catholic Church has hospitals. Well, the Methodist has hospitals, and the Baptist has hospitals. Well, to be honest with you, they'd be better off to have the hospitals than they would churches. God won't judge their hospital for being a whore, but He will judge their church for being one because they reject the headship of Christ the word. That's why God's against every organization. They'd be better off to close down their churches and just be the Catholic hospital, or the Baptist hospital, or the Methodist hospital. At least they would be judged for at least some good deeds. But every time they stand and wave their hands around and say, baptize in the name of Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and the prophet said, the devil told you there were three gods so he could make a heathen out of you. Every person that leaves this message and goes back and baptizes in the name of those titles, don't you see what they're doing? They're baptized spiritually right back into that Catholic horn. Oh my goodness. And yet singing, I'll fly away, I'll be in the rapture. Yeah, right. Denying the Lord God, denying his prophet, denying this word packing spy letters, as it were, to the enemy. And the rapture comes, and there you are with your letter in your hand. Oh. Notice they reported his good deeds before me, so they'd get around and say, hey, brother Tobiah, he bought the widow some coal. Now, can you say anything against that, Louis Blevins? Can you say anything? Oh, Tobiah, I seen him down there the other day, he gave $500 to an orphanage, are you gonna say things against that? Are you gonna open your mouth against such a good deed? But I also wanna know what's his attitude toward Nehemiah? Watch his blood pressure go up and his cheeks turn red. Ah, there you go, now we found a sore spot, Nehemiah, the anointed messenger for the hour. (laughs) That shows how much good deeds they want to do, don't it? Isn't it amazing out of the same heart that can buy water for the coal would love to cut my liver out with a butcher knife and claim you got the Holy Ghost? Oh my goodness, you ain't even got a ghost, much less a holy one. My people that murder and lie and fabricate all the stuff they do and claim they're such good godly Christians, how can a fountain put forth bitter water and sweet? And they reported his good deeds before me. Nehemiah you ought to be ashamed of yourself every time you get up you plaster Tobiah to the wall you don't know him the way I do he's such a brother I never seen such humility I seen him down at the market square the other day giving little children all kinds of things buying them little pieces of bubble gum and candy. That'll rot their teeth out. I'll tell you one thing, he's so nice. Have you ever brought up my name, Nehemiah could say? Well, I have to say that I did seem a little bit upset when somebody mentioned you. Oh. But when they get around him, they'd say, no, I ain't told about so sweet. I'll tell you what, that brother, that that brother, my goodness, he is so godly. He is so holy. And Nehemiah just sat there and listened at him. What are they doing it for? To make him feel bad. To get him to shut his mouth. And uttered my words to him. So apparently... Nehemiah had some words to say about Tobiah. Now I guess you're being able to read all these names and realize a lot of them end up with "aya." So it depends on where I going to be. Either you're going to be on Toby's side or Nehi's side. You're going to have to wind up somewhere, Iya. So which side are we taking? We taking Tobiah's side or Nehemiah's side and Shachaniah's side and this Iya side. I want to be on the side of the I am myself. And whatever he declares something and somebody takes their stand against him they automatically are my enemy. Oh, well, I know folks don't like to quote it and you don't hear a quota very often in our ranks but brother Bram said whenever a man is against that word he is your enemy Amen. well praise the Lord oh my so Nehemiah must have said some things brother Lou, here they go well mm-hmm uh-huh I was right there and heard him I was right there, I brought up your good works and I said this and I said that about what you did. Don't you know, oh blabbermouth Nehemiah, he began to say, you don't know him the way I know him, that man's off the word, that man ain't saying this, that man ain't said that, and here they go, straight back to him. And Tobiah sent letters to put me in fear. Dear Nehemiah, I am going to post your notes on YouTube, I am going to show people this letter that I sent you, and if you don't answer me, I'm gonna call you a coward. Now you all know I ain't making this up. I'm preaching from experience. Oh, she's a hard teacher. So I will give you so many days. Oh yeah, that's the way the devil likes to do you if you don't shut your mouth testifying about your healing you don't shut up about testifying about God's gonna move for you. you know you're worse shape than you've ever been in your life. I'm giving you so many days to shut up. Well, devil, go ahead and give me that and that many more because I ain't shutting up. I'm testifying to the power of God. I'm testifying that he's a healer, brother Larry. I'm testifying he's a savior. He's a Holy Ghost filler. He's a fire baptizer. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The healer has not lost his touch. Oh my, and then Tobiah would send him a letter back. Tobiah sent letters to put me in fear. I'll use my position among your brothers. I'm gonna expose you. Well, go ahead. If there's anything about me that needs to expose, expose it. That's the way you feel? Sure. Lord, if there's anything about me that needs to be brought out, bring it out. He does it all the time. Why should I be afraid? He burns my heart. Don't he yours? And I love it. Why? Because he wants me to be right. He wants you to be right. What's the whole thing? Stop them from doing their work. You housewives, you fathers, you farmers, you converted guys, whatever you are, it's the devil trying to stop you from doing what God's called you to do. He uses fear. He uses anxiety. He uses trouble. He uses problems in the home, problems in the church. Praise God. Wouldn't it be something? So you got people that come to church and glory to God. Amen, pastor, amen. And they're taking notes of what you say. And after church, they send them to so-and-so and -and -and so-and-so. He said this and he said that and he said this and he said that. I know you may think that don't happen, but believe me, it still does. It still does happen that people do such a thing. And then, then then, people think that they're on the side of the right. And here was Nehemiah dealing with this fear again. I'm sure you've noticed it. how many times that Nehemiah felt fear. Isn't it amazing that a man with a call, a woman with a call, a person that's called of God, genuinely called of God, and they can still experience fear in their call. Oh, You imagine, so he stands up on the wall and he looks out there, he's got enemies there. And he looks down inside the city, he's got enemies there. He looks in the courthouse, he's got them there. He looks over here in the sheriff's office, he's got them there. Why, they're big uppity ups. And they're the ones that like Tobiah. No matter where the man goes, he's got enemies. That sounds like you, don't it? That sounds like you. That sounds like you and you. And those of you that are streaming here tonight, no matter whether you're a preacher or not, the devil hates you. Brother Darrell texted me yesterday and was talking about different folks that are sick and stuff. I think it was yesterday, the day before one. And he said, I'll tell you one thing. There's one thing I know for sure. The devil hates Happy Valley. And I text back and said, yeah, and the feelings are mutual. Not only does the devil hate us, we hate him. Look, the devil is not just our enemy. I love the way the prophet said it there in 1965. God, I pray you'd give us something to be able to meet our enemy. Not only our enemy, but your enemy. It's not up to me to win these fights. I can't do it. That's not up for you to be able to win it. But brother, sister, it is beyond you and I. This enemy is not mine. He's the Lord God's. Oh, notice Nehemiah had to keep round-the-clock guards on permanent duty. Chapter seven, verse one. Now it came to pass when the wall was built, and I'd set up the doors and the porters, and the singers. Oh, and now we're getting ready to have church. The singers and the Levites were appointed. I gave my brother Hananiah, and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace. See, I told you, you're gonna be one of Ananias. The ruler of the palace, charge of Jerusalem, for he was a faithful man and feared God above many. That's who the Lord God wants to be, the leaders. Not men of political mindedness. Men that wants everybody to know who they are, how great their name is. Boy, I'm this and I'm that and the other. God can't use a man like that, you just become a stuffed shirt. And in this end time where we are, you're gonna be one of two things. You're gonna be a stuffed shirt or have a stuffed heart. You' let God stuff every bit of himself inside of you. Then you'll never be a stuffed shirt. Notice what happens now in chapter eight, verse one. And all the people gather themselves together. Boy, you imagine now they're fixing to have church. As one man into the street that was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra the scrub. Where in the world has Ezra been? Now some of the historians say that he had went back to Shushan at the palace. I've not found any historical records where he actually went there, so we really don't know if he was there, if he was still there in Jerusalem. But watch now how the Spirit of God anointed oh my, Nehemiah as the governor to be able to under, help the people in the construction. But now, when it comes to the word, Nehemiah don't stand up and say, Bless God, I'll tell you one thing God used me to build the wall and God used me to do this, I'm taking over the pulpit. I'm gonna preach. No, watch how each one works together. Oh, I wish the message people could learn this. And all the people gathered themselves together as one man into the street. That was before the water gate. And they spake unto Ezra, the scribe. Oh, my goodness. They didn't say, bring the TV guide. Bring the remote. Bring the movie agenda. Bring the rock and roll, bring the parties, bring this and that. But what did the people ask for? Bring the book. Oh, praise God, I hope as long as I'm alive and we're here, as long as I've got enough sense to be your pastor, I hope that's the heart cry of this church, that they'll tell me, Brother Darrell, Brother West, Brother Joel, whoever the ministers are here, brothers, bring the book. Well, don't bring us a political agenda. Don't bring us some type of this and that other. Bring the book bring the book bring the book of the law of Moses which the Lord God had commanded to Israel so Nehemiah took care of the government he took look at the burden that this man bore but it was not to lead the church it was not that he could stand up and take the pulpit but he was a man that was actually the governor but now there comes another channel Verse two, and Ezra the priest brought the law before the congregation, both of men and women, and all that could hear was understanding upon the first day, oh glory to God, of the seventh month, which is actually our October, November. When Israel, in the seventh month, is the most holy month of all. In that is the feast of trumpets, the day of atonement, and also the feast of tabernacles. Notice how God timed the building of this house. Amen. So it was in the seventh month that the people began to say, give us the book. Give us the book. Why? Because in the book, was their inheritance. Oh, how we thank God for Calvary. How we thank God for the resurrection. But I hope you understand what I'm gonna say. If there had been no Revelation 5, the work of the cross would have never completed its fulfillment up to man's inheritance. The Lord Jesus spilled his blood in order to make a way for people to repent but that did not take them back to their original inheritance. Oh, but there was a book in the hand of him that sat upon the throne, and John stood there representing the bride. My, in chapter five, when he saw it, there was no man found worthy, but after the lamb opened the book and the seven seals, then John walks up to the being there on the throne of God in Revelation chapters 10, and he said, give me the little book. And John, after Revelation 5, the mystery of God has brought John into his inheritance. And John now can take that in chapter 10, which is forbidden in chapter 5. Don't you see why we couldn't take the book in Pentecost? Why we couldn't take the book in all those denominations? But once Revelation 10 opened to us as an individual, not just rallying around Brother Branham, oh, everything Brother Branham this, Brother Branham that, Brother Branham had his place. But now we have ours. And that is to take what he brought and eat it and become the book. What will it do? It will force our bodies into the cycle of the body change. It will bring us to our full inheritance. Notice there could have been no better time. God timed it perfectly. It didn't make no difference how many delays the devil thought. But I'll shoot them out to 150 days. I'll shoot it out to 300 days. God said, forget it. 52 days on the dot. 52 days. Why is this so important? 52 days. So on the first day of the seventh month, the holy day, the high day, so will it be in the days of the voice of the seventh angel when he shall begin to sound, the mysteries of God should be finished. Praise God. Notice what happens in the seventh. The feast of tabernacles. The feast of atonement, Yom Kippur. And the feast, oh my, of trumpets. All in the seventh month. Notice how they all come together under the seven. Brother Ram said, "Watch that seven? That's the finish. That's the coming of the Lord, they didn't know. He said that that seventh seal was the coming of the Lord. Amen. People think they're refuting a man of Kentucky and born down in Berksville, Kentucky. It ain't the, it ain't that man they're refuting. It's the Lord Himself. Amen. Amen. Oh, praise God! So, what did this seventh month do? It gave to them a, a type, a, a time an opening of confession of their sins. The Feast of Tabernacles was to move out of their house into another dwelling. The Day of Atonement was for their sins to be totally annihilated. Not every Sabbath coming up, but this one was where the sins was laid upon the head of the goat and the goat took it away. Not that a bad version, well I repent and I ask God to forgive me and then I go out and I look on women, I lust after them and I, for I repent every day and I lust and I repent and I lust I repent, no. The atonement has broke over the blood cell, opened up and broke over your soul and the nature of sin is absolutely annihilated. It is totally gone. The day of atonement begins the new birth of the first day of your soul. Oh, Lord God, the first day when eternal life breaks over your soul and you realize you are not a mortal struggling to try to live right, a mortal trying to do this and a mortal trying to do that, but you've been endued with power from on high. Why? Because the seventh seal is more than the title of a black book. It's something that has happened to you. It is something that has happened to you. Don't you see what the seventh seal is for the believer? It's the same thing to the believers that it is to the age. It is the coming of the Lord. The seventh seal is not speaking in tongues. Don't you see why I'm talking about that? The seventh seal is not shouting. It's not jerking. It's not jumping. We believe in all of that. What is the seventh seal to the individual? It's the coming of the Lord, the parousia of the Lord coming and sealing your soul to the day of your redemption. It's not pointing to a man. It's not pointing to a preacher, to a pastor, to a prophet. It's the coming of the Lord Jesus coming in your soul and sealing you to the day of your redemption. Praise be to God. What began, oh my, with concern led to construction and conflict. And now it's time for consecration. Nehemiah looking on the city and saying with such concern, concern led to construction. Construction led to conflict. And now out of conflict comes consecration. Praise be to God. Notice in verse 3. And he read therein before the street that was before the water gate from the morning until midday from the morning until midday now this is not nine or ten in the morning and they let out at 11 30 this is actually from daylight as soon as there was enough light to read Ezra stands up and starts reading the word And he just reads and reads and reads and the people must have been pulling and pulling and he just read and read and kept right on reading till noon, which the beginning of the day was around six o'clock. So he read for six hours. Six hours. You understand that every genuine revival it is when the emphasis is placed back On the Word of God. Hallelujah. Well, I ain't got time to go on from there. Let's stand. Praise God. We'll pick it up, Lord willing, next Wednesday. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, what do we see Satan doing? Very same thing attacking our work. Attacking the work of God in your life, in your life, in your body. What is part of your inheritance? Your health, your healing, your children, your peace, and your home. I was reading it last night in Nehemiah, where he said, "On over." And this we'll get it to it next week. But when they began to read the word, there you remember reading it there. When they began to read the word, the people started crying, and the people cried and lamented, and wept. And Nehemiah said, why are you crying? It's not a time to cry. It's a time to rejoice. Isn't it amazing that the people were hearing the word, but they didn't even know how to properly respond to it. So it took the leadership of God to help them to know how to respond properly to the word. So they crying and crying. and said, hey, 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 hey. Stop that crying. It's a time to eat the fat and drink the sweet. It's a time to rejoice. And then this where he said this famous scripture, many people don't even know the setting of it. The joy of the Lord. He shows strength. That's where that scripture comes from. Of a leader correcting the people because they're responding the wrong way to the word. And he tells them the joy of the Lord is your strength in their weeping and their crying. So if Satan can't stop them from hearing it, he can't stop Ezra from reading it. He'll confuse their emotions and make them receive it in the wrong way. So instead of leaving happier, leaving however God wants them to believe, they go the opposite way. And you're this thing moved over the whole congregation. We're talking about approximately 50,000 people they're reading to. And the this, this spirit comes over the whole people and the majority of them are just boo-hooing and crying and oh Lord have mercy, oh Lord have mercy, oh God, he said stop. Y'all need to be shouting. You need to be rejoicing. Wow. Some of us need to stop worrying. We need to stop fearing. I've been reading, I don't know how many doctors lately that's telling people, don't be scared of COVID. I read a thing today, another doctor saying, don't fear it. My, we've got so many fear mongers all in our government from the White House on down and they're trying to scare the liver out of us. What in the world are they doing it for? They wanna rob you children. They want to rob you of your joy. My goodness, we're scared to death of a sneeze. We're scared to death of a cough. If anybody's got a runny nose, we're ready to run out of the house. Oh my, oh, but we ought to get all out from under this fear. It's Satan. It ought to be a time of great rejoicing of what the Lord God is doing among us. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Praise God. Praise God. Let's just bow our heads together. Oh, Father, forgive us, Lord. I'm sure, Lord, that we've responded the wrong way many times to your word. Maybe we've cried when you wanted us to shout out. Maybe we've shouted out when you wanted us to cry. Help us, Father, to be sensitive. Then help us as the leaders of your people when we catch it. Every minister, if he's preached very long at all, knows that. That sometimes the Spirit will move in the congregation. And it'll go to changing that service in a direction opposite of what the Spirit of God wants it to be. And sometimes it'll be a preacher that'll stand up and do it. We've all seen it. Help us, Lord, to be able to catch your mind. Oh, thank you for sending us the word, Lord. Praise God, this bride's revival. What is it? It's because of the restoration of the word. It ain't because this great man and that great man, this great preacher over here and that great singer over there, it's because a book has been opened to us and we have found our identity in the book. And we realize we wasn't Baptist after all. We wasn't Catholic, we wasn't Church of God, we wasn't Trinitarian, we wasn't oneness. We was a gene seed of God. We were the Father's spiritual gene that before there was ever a world, you had us in your thinking and we are only the physical manifestation of an attribute that was in God, that thought of us and created an earth to bring us out of and made us here to serve your divine purpose. Praise God. My brother Harry is here, Lord, more to deal in metals and recycling. Brother Louis, life is more than just selling little Debbie's over the years. Brother Darrell's life is more than being a, f- a physician's assistant or whatever he was, a surgical technician. Lord, some of these other brothers, that works and do this and that. Oh, that's part of it. But the bigger scope is we are part of the great economy of God. We love you tonight, Lord Jesus. I pray if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, they're still under the fear of Revelation 5. They're still under the fear. They're still under the trauma. They, 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 just, they just can't come up to Revelation 10 yet. Yes, Lord. Lord God, may you step forth. Yes, may you step forth. It won't be Brother Branham. They'll say, take that book. It won't be their pastor or their mama. It'll be you, Lord God. Yes, Lord. You'll take that book and you'll tear the seals of mystery off of their life. If they can never catch a glimpse of who they are in you, you'll break them seals from around them them past seals of memory of shortcomings and failures you'll tear them seals off it'll be the book of mystery it was then but now it'll be the book of redemption and you'll take them back before they ever sinned you'll take them back before there was ever a creature of time and Lord God you will take that book of their life praise be to God hallelujah and you will walk into them and they will do as the angels of God did worthy is the Lamb Worthy is he who has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. Oh Lord God, this is why we're not afraid to worship. This is why we're not afraid to praise you because we're not under the fear of Revelation five. We've moved to the opening of Revelation 10. Hallelujah. Lord, the book of Revelation 10 being open is not just to the church age, not just to the church age messenger, but to every member of the bride praise God to where we can say give me the little book and then the voice of the angel said unto me take and eat it and the prophet said the reason John did that was that he and the word might become one Lord God help the people to see Lord if Satan can fill their minds with so much fear they get an update from the, on the Omicron from CNN Then they get one from Fox. Then they get one from Yahoo. They get bells and whistles and tings and dings all day long on the latest stuff. Lord, help them to realize if they'd spend some more of that time reading the Word of God, if they'd spend some more of that time focusing on the message of the hour, on the quotes of the bride's deliverance, we wouldn't live under such fear and such trauma. Oh, God. Tear open the seals of their lives tonight, Father. May the Lamb May the lamb help them to see their identity. May you walk in, Lord God. May you hand them the book. May they eat it and become one with the word. Praise God, then no matter what the devil says, what the doctor says, what a false prophet says, they keep their eyes right on the word. That's those the devil will never get. That's the people the prophet of God was talking about. It's just as secure as almighty God himself is. Why? Because it's him sitting on the throne of their heart. He took that old book and threw it away and he threw their old book in the sea of forgetfulness. Now it's no longer remembered and the name has now been transferred into that lamb's book of life. Praise God. We worship you tonight, Lord Jesus. It's time for us to eat the fat and drink the sweet I'm not talking about bubble dancing, Lord. I'm not talking about a bunch of emotional work up by music. I'm talking about revelation being so real in our hearts that we know the old life has passed away. A lot of this stuff that's going on in the world ain't nothing in the world but to get the bride's eyes off of the coming of the Lord Jesus. To get her eyes off the rapture which every day our heart beats is bringing us one day closer to that time. We love you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. And we will do as those elders did. We will do as those angels did. Hallelujah. Worthy is he. Worthy is he. We will not adore this man. We will not worship this man or that great man. But we will say there was one who was worthy. The Lord God himself become a human being like us that he might take our book upon himself. One day the prophet said he comes for that book. And he said that book is the believer for they are the words on the pages. They are the words. People are thinking you're gonna come back for a Bible or for a seal book. That ain't the book you're coming for. There's pages of that book in this building right here tonight. There's pages of that book. The family diary streaming these services at home. Tears running out of their eyes right now, Lord God. They feel that connection, though they may be miles apart from us. Hallelujah. That's what the rapture is. The gathering together of the pages of the book. Come, Lord God. Come, Lord God. Gather the pages. The resurrection voice will come. And call those beyond the curtain of time. And gather the pages. Brother Jim Babb will break for us. Brother Gene Lehman. Oh my. Brother Homer Arnold. Our friends. Our loved ones. Hallelujah. They will come and appear to us. And us living pages. Will start feeling the rustle of the wind. Glory to God as it goes blowing past us. And we know it won't be long we're gonna be changed. What's it gonna be? Every page is gonna be bound together. Glory to God, that resurrection, them Old Testament saints will come for us. What will it be? It'll be one divine book plastered together by the grace of God, the hallelujah. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be ready. Forgive us for getting so sidetracked. Forgive us, Lord. Help us, I pray. Glory to God. May we look beyond our sickness, our trouble, our anxiety, our trouble world. Father, we're not looking to Donald Trump to be our hope. We're not looking to Joe Biden to be our hope. We're not looking to Nancy Pelosi to be our hope. Our hope is in Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord God. Blessed be the Lord God. If you set the fat before us and the sweet wine, help me not to reach for a towel, though I can cry all night, but help me to lay the towel aside and put my dancing shoes on. Praise be to God. Help me to be sensitive, Lord, to respond in the right channel to the word. We worship you tonight, Lord Jesus. Oh, Harry, let us sing something together whatever the Lord places on your heart. Praise God. My friend, if the Lord God has not stepped there from the throne room, as it were, into your very soul and taken the book of your life and tore the seals off and did away with that book and let all of your past be so annihilated that you could see your name. Hallelujah. Let him do it right there in your office. In your car. In your living room. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord God, I bless your name. Lord Jesus, go in their homes there, Father. Go in their living rooms, their bedrooms, their upstairs, their basements. Wherever they are, Lord God. May you take that book. May you tear the seals off. Help them to see who they are. Then, Lord God, may you do as John saw you when you had taken the book and you sat down on the throne of God. Oh Jesus, take the book of our lives and set down on the throne of our souls, of our hearts, and rule this tabernacle, rule this body from your throne, oh God. Thy throne, oh God, is a scepter forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come forth, Almighty One. Come forth, Oh Holy One. Take the book of our lives. Sit down on the throne of our heart. Capture our fears. Capture our anxieties. Capture our diseases our sicknesses. I took a quote that I read a couple of weeks ago, Lord, the prophet said, faith has big muscles and hair on its chest. And when it speaks, cancer sets down and shuts up. Let pneumonia set down and shut up. And that includes you devil, you COVID pneumonia too. That includes fever. That includes tumor. That includes anxiety and depression. When faith speaks, you have to sit down and shut your mouth. Shut your mouths, you lying devils. You're lying to the people of God. We are going to finish this work. We are in the prophetic time clock of God but it's on a different wheel than the Jewish time clock. Those 70 weeks were identified with the Jews. We're over here on another clock called the bride clock. It was three minutes to midnight years and years ago when the prophet was here. We may be seconds away, but we're right in harmony with the ticking of the clock. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, Lord God. Bless your name, Lord God you are my shield O oh lord you are my buckler you are my mighty tower the name of the lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it when i'm sick O oh lord and i don't know what to do and the doctor says i don't know what you've got I can run to the strong tower the name of the Lord the doctor may say mr. Reagan you're beyond hope we don't know what else to do I can run to the name of the Lord for the name of the Lord is my strong tower the government may say there's no hope they may say oh another outbreak is coming another's coming whatever comes we are more than conquerors they've already got one identified in France they've already got their fear going I don't care if I Five hundred thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight comes from France and New Zealand and Australia. Our God is bigger than every one of them. Hallelujah! And The bride will leave this world in total victory. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Sing, Harry oh, Shaw. Shut up. Praise be to God. Praise be
1: to God. Be to God. Oh to God. Lord, art a shield for. Me. You're the glory. You're the lifter of my head. Oh Lord God, let's worship Him tonight. Oh thou oh, Lord, heart of shield, shield for, me. for me. You're the glory. against me Maybe.
2: in the midst of our enemies oh god we lift our voices unto thee lord for thou art the god of our salvation the healer of our bodies the deliverer of our souls we bless your holy name oh lord for there is none like thee oh blessed be your name lord god almighty the lifter of my head lord oh thank you lord jesus Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the revelation of your word, dear God. Oh, Father, to hear the call to come up higher, Lord. More revelation, God. More word in our lives, God. Bringing forth the fulfillment of the consummation of all of the church ages, Lord. Rallying in the midst of your people in this hour, Lord Jesus. How we thank you, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord, that we have been assembled in the seventh age, dear God. Oh, that you chose and placed us here, Lord, because you knew that we would overcome this age, Lord, that we would recognize ourselves, Lord. We would see ourselves in the mirror of the word and declare, it's me, Lord. Oh, blessed be your name, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Father, we believe your report tonight, Lord Jesus. We believe the report of the word tonight, Lord. Oh, God, knowing every devil will be subject to this bride. Oh, God, we will stop them under our feet, Lord. Oh, blessed be your name, Lord God. Our strength and our shield and our buckler. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, friends oh hallelujah blessed be your name lord amen amen oh hallelujah oh i'm glad friends i'm so glad that we know how to shut the devil's mouth (laughs) amen i'm so glad amen he's not just my enemy but he's my father's enemy my big brother knows how to take care of you brother louis amen don't believe the report of the devil friends don't believe what the devil's trying to shove down your throat or believe the report of the lord tonight amen let's just sing it before we close the service whose report will you believe amen 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 Well, whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. For his report says I am healed. His report says I am sealed. His report says I "I I am free! His report says victory! Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord.
1: I said whose
2: report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. His report Says I am healed. His report says I am sealed. Oh, his report says I am free. His report says victory. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report. Says, I am healed. His report says, I am. Say, well, you're out of tune with the song. I may be out of tune with the song, but I'm not out of tune with the words. Amen. We are free. For whom the Son has made free is free indeed. Amen. Have you enjoyed the word of the Lord tonight? Oh my. I wish everyone could have been here, but there'll be another time we will gather ourselves together again. Until then we will press on. Amen. May the Lord be with each of you this evening and trust the the word to go deep into your heart and think about that moment that John realized that he could take that book. And don't you understand, friends? That's what we're hearing tonight is the invitation that we also can take that book. Yeah. Amen. For John was a type of you. What a privilege it is tonight. Let's just bow our heads. Thank you, Brother Donnie, for the word of God. Amen. How rich. Amen. Oh, Lord, Lord there's, there's just nothing like your presence, Lord. How it just pulsates in our hearts, Lord. It's sometimes, God, I don't even know how to respond, Lord. It's just so overwhelming in my heart. But I'm so glad, dear God, that you know the hearts of your people, Lord. And we thank you tonight, dear God, for the word that we've heard, Lord. Thank you. How rich and how pure. Lord, as we see ourselves in our position in your word, Lord, how we just thank you, Lord Jesus. How we thank you, Lord, that you have chosen us to be a part of your great economy. Lord, I pray now that you would be with your people, Lord, those that are streaming at home and those, Lord, that will stream maybe tomorrow or next week or in their car. God, wherever they're at, may the word, Lord, stimulate them, Father. May they desire, Lord, to obtain to this which we've heard. For Father, I don't believe you would give it this this word if we couldn't obtain to it, Lord, but I believe you're giving it to us because we're reaching a place of maturity that we can receive it. Lord, we don't want to just be hearers of the Word, but we want to hear and receive and act upon that which we've heard, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you'd be with our brothers and our sisters, Lord. And as I'm thinking of Brother Jerry Phillips' daughter tonight, Lord, placed on on a ventilator, Lord, I ask you, Father God, may your spirit just move for her, Lord. I'm thinking of Brother Eugene Kennedy, Lord, and Sister Janet, God, in their home. Oh, God may your spirit move upon them and at the dawning of the rising of the sun tomorrow may it be the start of a great victory and a great testimony of their lives lord others lord of our brothers and our sisters that are struggling with this with this respiratory thing lord and the flu and the COVID and whatever else the enemy would try to throw at us but oh god May we yield to the God that's in us, Lord, and may rise, God, and liberate the bodies of your people, Lord Jesus, that we may shout the victory, Lord. God, we just pray that you renew the strength of Brother Donnie, Lord, and the little bride around the world, may you bless her, Lord, and keep her in your bosom, Lord, we pray. Father God, if we, we live to see tomorrow, Lord, may we... Rise with a greater desire to serve you, Lord, and to to bring our light to the darkness. Grant it, Lord, we pray. We love you, Father, and we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us and for all that you've given us. Lord, I pray tonight for our homebound folks, Lord, those that that have to stream every service because they're not able to come. Lord, may you just minister a special ministry to them tonight, Lord, I pray. We just love you, Lord. We love your people, God. May you bless them richly, Lord. We commit this service into your hands for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, Saints. We sure love and appreciate you. Appreciate our pastor, Brother Donnie. Appreciate you, Brother Louis, Brother Harry, Brother Larry. Amen. Brother Green. Bless you, buddy. Amen. May the Lord richly bless you as you go in the fear of the Lord this evening. Amen. Sing us happy, Brother Harry. Brother Harry always sings us happy. (laughs) Amen. God bless you, saints, tonight.
1: Amen. going to keep pressing on. Oh, pressing. Stop me, turn me aside Say no need for me to go on No need to try Even if there is a rapture You'll never make it in I just say Satan Watch me prove you a liar again I'm gonna keep pressing on on. I